đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to this week's episode of Team Camera My Radio today. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you guys are enjoying the end of the semester. And hope you guys are, you know, you know, keeping up your assignments. You, of course, you guys made it to May already, and it's been, it's been so great doing all this stuff in my class. I know it's a little bit of a crazy stuff, but at least we made it. I'm happy for you guys. Now you guys made it all the way here. And next week is the Summer Leadership Retreat. Hope you guys show up. Hope you guys are, be, are there. I will be there, of course, for the first time. Can you believe that? I'm there for the first time. Is it unbelievable that I'm there for the first time? And I'm pretty excited about it. Not that I'm pessimistic about what's going on, because it's a new thing. But let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. All right. So, and most of these reports I'm getting off of is from Hong Kong Free Press. You guys can check it out. Give them all the credits. Hong Kong's Chief Executive John Lee to meet lawmakers for Q&A session next Thursday. Hong Kong's Chief Executive John Lee will meet lawmakers next Thursday for what he called an interactive consultative Q&A session. Now that the meeting's doing a weekly press conference on Tuesday, Lee said that the meeting would be different from the usual Chief Executive Legislative Council questions and answering session. Lee, who last attended a Q&A session with lawmakers in January, did not elaborate how they would be different. Would it be anything else? Chief Executive said he came up with the idea after summarizing the experience of the administration and electrical visit to the Greater Bay Area last month, and that he felt patriots governing Hong Kong could exert greater power and value. I wonder how is that going well. The Greater Bay Area visit indicates that patriots can unite together to do things with a common purpose, said the chief executive. Important, holistic, and strategic topic will be set for the Q&A sessions, Lee said. How oh, come on? It has to be it has it has to be set on something. So the Q&A has to be has to be has to be chosen topics. Why can't you just talk about anything? The interactive Q and A exchange will have the benefits of u- of the of usual Q and A sessions, motions, debates, motion debates, and policy address consultations. Said Lee. Lee's proposal for the Q and A session came after the chief executive launched a ant an- an- chamber exchange session mechanism last year. Since July last year, government officials have met lawmakers in the closed door meetings in the Anta chamber once per month. Unlike the closed-door uh, closed on-time meeting at uh, the chamber discussion, the Chief Executive said that the Q&A sessions will be open and broadcast. The Chief Executive did not say whether the existing Q&A would be replaced. He had attended three sessions since being sworn in as Chief Executive last July. I wonder why he would... I wonder what is the reason why he would allow selections of what to answer. 
Or maybe he just don't want to answer them in the first place. I don't know what is exactly what is the point of doing that. It's fairly, I should say, fairly unknown. But whatever the case, I don't know what they're hiding about. That's the thing. I don't know what they're hiding. All members of student union cabinet resign after Hong Kong Baptist University probe. All members of the Hong Kong Baptist University Student Union Executive Committee have resigned, according to the Today Post on their Facebook page published on Monday. Last month, Hong Kong's Baptist University said they had carried out an investigation following complaints and found that there were some parts of the committee's manifesto that failed to comply with societal values. The union's cabinet has said to include exaggerated, and unfounded, and biased descriptions of past events in, 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 the, in this annual work plan, election platform, and budget published online. It's unclear which part of the manifesto would be a problem would be problematic. Hong Kong Free Press had contacted Hong Kong Baptist University for comments. Yeah, like 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 if they're gonna comment on that anyway. Last month, the university barred four executive committee members of the student union, including the chairperson and two vice chairperson, from taking part in management work related to related to student associations at the university, the union said. The school said they were willing, you know, unwilling to cooperate with the executive committee now. Edwin Dai, of one of the, of the members who resigned, told Hong Kong Free Press. The reason is that the school had already punished four committee members. In other words, only three committee members are left. According to the Constitution, the cabinet does not exist. That's why they are only willing to communi- communicate with us until there is a new interim committee. He added that for the benefits of the, of the students, they had to resign and set up the inter- the new interim cabinet as soon as possible. Due to the harsh and unreasonable punishment by the school, the student union cannot attend school meetings and book rooms. The student, un- the student union said in-, in a post, We lost the right to participate in school affairs and it's difficult to maintain daily operations. Of course, um, it makes it more hard. Like, if they address something and they criticize the government otherwise, would that be... That's obviously going to be a problematic thing. Last November, Hong Kong Baptist University strongly admonished the Communication Society after it shared a social media post titled Third Year of Third Anniversary of the Hong Kong Polytechnic University Incident. The occupation of Poly U by protesters in November 2019 involved violence and illegal acts, the university said. Any misleading statements and expressions or exaggerations of the incident was against the law-abiding spirits and more values upheld by the university and society at large, it added. The university suspended the communications society rights to use the email server and other facilities as a result. It also barred the student association from operating until the end of February this year. Last January, members of the student publications at Hong Kong Baptist University collectively resigned citing staff safety concerns and interference with the university after receiving complaints. This is already the same thing. This is something that I've found that not to be um, surprising because the Dallas College is facing the same thing. It felt like it. It's not directly, but felt like its mentality. It felt like it. So obviously, it's one of the biggest fears that we obviously had, and uh, periodically that we're we're, we're we're in the ropes. You know, we're already in the ropes. We're being tied up completely by these guys. Hong Kong leader John Lee says, 
Overseas officials welcome SEC's first visit by UK minister in five years. Hong Kong welcomes overseas government leaders, Chief Executive John Lee said, as the city saw its first visit from a UK minister in five years. While that he valued international cooperations, Lee said that some countries, because of political reasons, make certain moves to satisfy their own political interests. But that's specifying what con- which country he was talking about. Of course, these guys, these government officials are not going to specify what country he is in a way. Even if you ask them what, what, what country is it that you, you're talking about, they won't answer that question. They won't even explain it. Anyway, it's not a lot. There's no elaborations what they're doing. Speaking at, the, at a weekly press conference on Tuesday, John Lee said he welcomed any government officials to come to Hong Kong to promote business, trade, and also people-to-people relationships. Hong Kong has all long been an open society, and we have all along attached great importance to the, to the regional and international cooperations, Lee said. British Investment Minister Dominic Johnson is currently on a three-day trip in the city. The last time see, last the last time senior UK government officials visit Hong Kong was in 2018, when leaders including the then U.S. Secretary of State for International Trade, Liam Fox, and former First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, came to the city. In, the, in a tweet, Johnson said he was in Hong Kong to promote the UK as a leading destination for investments and trade. He met with Christopher Huey, who's a, who's a member of the DEB, Secretary for, Secretary for Finan- Financial Services and, tre- and the Treasury, earlier to discuss UK-Hong Kong's trade, according to his Twitter account. Johnson also tweeted that he had met, um, has met, has met Kong, um, Congo Merit, um, C.K. Hutchinson, chairperson, and co-managing director Victor Lee, and Canning Falk, uh, who, as well as, as toward up, uh, towards startup office complex Cyberport. According to the UK, to the Hong Kong government, the UK was the city's, city's 14th largest trading partners last year. Johnson also um, visit is also the first by a UK minister since Beijing passed a national security law in Hong Kong in 2019, following the protests that began the summer before. Under the law, pro-democracy activists have been arrested while civil societies group had to spend in fears of being, be, being accused of breaching the legislation. In Johnson's, in Johnson's editorial, he said he said the high degree of autonomy that Hong Kong was promised under the Sino-British Joint Declaration, the document signed by, the, by China and the UK ahead of the 1997 handover of the former British colony, was under untold pressure. Rights and freedoms, um, vital to any successful and, pros- and prosperous economy, has been undermined, Johnson wrote. The UK will continue to engage robustly and constructively with China and Hong Kong where our best interests converge. We will also stand up for our values and be clear about our rights to act when Beijing breaks its international commitments or abuses, or abuses human rights, he said, adding that the UK will not look the other way on Hong Kong. Last month, a UK visit by Huawei to promote business ties was met with protests with demonstrators saying Britain should not welcome human rights violators. The Secretary the Secretary for Education, Christine Choi, is currently in, in London for an education fair, arriving last Sunday. She's late to, 
to slated to meet with education officials and Hong Kong students in, in the UK, according to a government, a government press release. Choi will conclude her UK trip this Saturday. After the enactment of the national security law, London launched an immigration scheme for holders of British national overseas passport holders travel documents issued to Hong Kong residents before the handover. The scheme allows BNO holders and their dependents to live and work in the UK for up to five years, thus providing them a pathway towards permanent residency and citizenship. According to the UK government, some 144,500 people had left Hong Kong and moved to the UK over the past two years, which is a lot of people. It's no surprise because who wants to live under in, in, in a government today that suppresses people's voice? The thing is, even making a joke can make, get you arrested. I don't know why, because if you live in the United States, you won't have this kind of problem. I can guarantee you that. You won't have problem. You won't have problems criticizing the government with satirical crap, because you have plenty of rights to say that anyway. Continue on to Hong Kong Forty Seven. Hong Kong 47 anonymous witness grilled at national security trial over secretly recorded footage. Recording a meeting of Hong Kong's pro-democracy figures without their permission was, was not an intrusion on privacy, an anonymous witness for the persecution has said during a high-profile relay to the 47 Democrats under the Beijing-imposed national security law. Local persecutors called a, called a new witness on Tuesday to give evidence against dozens of well-known politicians and activists who stand accused of conspiring to commit subversion by organizing and participating in an, in an unofficial legislative primary election held in July 2020. The witness was granted anonymity on, on Monday when, the, when a panel of three designated judges sided with the prosecution, which argued the individuals whose name has been made public before should be protected from further harm. Addressed as X in the in the courtroom, the witness gave their testimonies from behind several whiteboards, which blocked journalists and court attendees from the public galleries from seeing the individual. Some defendants in the dock tried to get a glimpse of the witness, with activist Owen Chan giving a binocular hand gestures. The court on Monday barred the media and legal representatives from disclosing any information that may lead to people to identify an ex. Those who fail to comply with, with orders could be liable for contempt of court. The witness also also allowed, was also allowed to access the courtroom via a special passageway. It revealed in court on Tuesday that X made, made videos and audio recordings at a coronation meetings held by the New Territory's West constituency on May 8, 2020. On May 8, 2020. A total of 11 video clips and two audio files was sent to the police anonymously in September or October of 2020, the witness confirmed with prosecutor Andy Lowe. According to Axe, legal scholar Benny Tai had mentioned on multiple occasions that he wanted to oversee the government with plans of seizing majority control in the Legislative Council. Then, the then associate law professor at the University of Hong Kong has been described as being one of the two primary movers of the unofficial, pro- unofficial polls. It was very problematic that Tai wanted to control the legislature to veto government bills and force the chief executive to step down, X told the court. They went on to say that they had purchased a recording pen and a video recording device in early 2020 
as they wanted to make a record of what would be discussed in the May 8th meeting for research. The current trial concerns 16 Democrats who pled not guilty to conspiring to commit subversion and as security charge that punishable up to life and behind bars. Together with 31 defendants who pled guilty, the group has said to have intended to abuse their powers as lawmakers if elected to vote down government bills indiscriminately. The ultimate goal was to paralyze government operations and force the city's leader to resign, prosecutors have alleged. The court heard on Tuesday, on Tuesday that the recordings were only, were only sent to the police in September or October 2020, a few months after the national security law came into force in, late, in the late hours of June 30, 2020. Wallace gave two statements to the, to the police in 2021. They did not get, they did not tell the police that they were responsible for the recordings, for recording the video and audio clips sent to the police. They did not want any trouble, the witness said, when asking why they supplied the materials anonymously. High Court Judge Alex Lee asked if they record the audios and video publicly, and whether the attendees of the meetings have been aware that they were, they were recording. The witness said they were unsure, and that the recording pen had been in the pockets, while the video recording device was, was in their hands or on the table. When the judge followed up and asked if they had concealed the recording, X replied, I remember no one at the scene said audio recording was not allowed. Excerpts of the of the video recorded by X were played in court. The footage was shaky, with a camera pointing to Ty and other attendees at times. It also pointed to the ceiling and was placed beneath the tape a table occasionally. During the defense cross examination, X admitted that they have not sought approval from the hosts or participants of the meetings before recording them. Barrister Peter Wong, who represented ex-district counselor C. Lloyd, asked the court, asked the witness if they had occurred to them that the, meet, that the recording the meeting without obtaining permission was intruding the privacy of the people pres- present. I don't think so, X replied. Another lawyer, Trevor Beal, asked whether X had recorded the meeting secretly because they did not want to let people know that they, what they're doing. The witness denied the recording was made in secret, and that they had been very open and above board. X also denied that they were instructed by a third party to conduct the recording, nor were they, were they giving any reward for recording the meeting. I don't know if the government would give me a good, would give me a good citizen's award, X told Bill. Representing former lawmakers Lam Chutting and Helena Wong, Barrister Eric Shum, Cast doubts on X claims that the meeting was was recorded for research. The council grilled the witness on what they w- were trying to understand and what our actions they undertook as research. X said they had repeatedly watched and listened to the video to the video and audio they recorded. When Judge Lee pres- um, pressed them, pressed on what they meant by research. X said they wanted to understand whether Ty's idea of vetoing the budget and consequently forcing the chief executive to step down was problematic. You are evading the questions. You just repeat what you have said. The question is simple. What research have done apart from watching the clips? Lee asked. X responded by saying they went online to look to look up information on relevant laws, but could not find any because they did not know such topics. The defense also questioned X's testimonies that ties 
had told Lee had told X that he wanted to overthrow the government. The witness cited a conversation with the legal scholar and said he mentioned forcing the le- the city leader to step down, which X interpreted as an attempt to overthrow the government. It was only your conclusion from your conversation with Benny Tai, Barrister Anthony Yuan said. As confirmed with Barrister with Barrister Sum on Tuesday, that they had worked as an assistant as a as an assistant of a pro-establishment district counselor, but Shum's line of questioning relate, relating to X political affiliation, which the lawyer could have, could um, could reflect the credibility of the witness, was stopped by the judges, who said it was not relevant. X testimony was not only about producing the video and the audio evidence to the court. The panel told Shum, "X was not seen by journalists or members of the public during Tuesday's hearing." During the court breaks, members of the public were asked to vacate the courtroom before an unnamed witness was transferred to a wing room. The trial hearing was adjourned to Wednesday, to Wednesday morning after X finished their testimony at around 4 p.m. The, witness, the next witness to be called would be a returning officer the persecution informed the court. I don't know what's the point that they're trying to do. I don't know what, trying to, what, what they're trying to do or what they're trying to show here. That gives evidence otherwise, but again, it's not credible that we don't that we know any of these kind of things, because we don't know if it actually is true or not. It could happen. Who knows about that? It could be bad. Who knows? Hong Kong government lashed out lashes out at Ming Pao cartoons, um, satirizing satirizing small circle committees. Isn't satirical things supposed to be anybody's job? A Hong Kong government bureau has lashed out at a newspaper's cartoon, which satirized the um, small circle government committees that hold district council seats under a proposed reform of the city of the, of the city's local level administration. The illustration, published in Ming Pao by artist Jun Chi on t- on Tuesday, showed one character telling others failing in Chinese, English, and math exams. <laughs> High cholesterol, obesity, having heart, having heart disease, small stature, colorblind, short-sighted—all of these are not problems. As long as the official thinks somebody is suitable, they can be appointed to the, chief, to the district fire safety committees and district fight crime committees. In a statement on Facebook, the Home Bureau and Youth Affairs Bureau—yeah, those guys—said the comics had twisted and slandered. The principles of appointing members to these two committees. To the two committees, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it just a joke? What is going on? The district, the district fire safety committees and district fight crime committees just rose on my tongue. Under the Home and Youth Bureau, Youth Affairs Bureau, are small circle groups comp- uh, comprising members appointed by the government. Hong Kong's eighteen districts. Each had their own fire and fire safety and crime fight committees, and each committee had thirty odd members. The content ignores facts, deceives the public, and is discriminatory, insulting people with high cholesterol, heart disease, and colorblindness, and colorblindness by implying that they are capable are incapable of contributing to society. Simon Reed, Secretary for Home, for Home and Youth Affairs. Alice Mack strongly condemns this behavior. It adds that the, the appointments were talent-based, 
and consider competence, experience, and sincerity in serving the community. Oh, really? Are they just, they're not district counselors. They're working in those committees. They focus on those things. And they sometimes focus on residents fighting against crimes and thinking fire hazards or whatever. They're not district counselors. They don't serve those things 24-7. They fight crimes and then they, they, they protect the people mostly. That's like having a police works as a as a House of Representative members or having a firefighter policeman and police officers working as local members of the House of Repres- local members of the districts in, in the local elections in America. It's basically allowing the police to control everything. The bureau, the bureau added that despite facing all sorts of spears and slanders, it would firmly implement the improved district governance plan so every hunger residence can benefit. Alice Mag, I have a problem with that. Benefits. District officers, those guys don't represent anything from from whoever. They don't represent the district. They represent themselves. They're pro Beijing, who cares? We all know that. So I don't really so for me it's this. I don't know what Alice Mack is doing this because she lost a district council back in twenty nineteen to a civic party members. It's because of that and quite seeing district council. I could be wrong what district she's in, but still. The government announced last week that the district council polls would be overhauled to prevent people from hij- from quote unquote hijacking, manipulating, and paralyzing, end quote. The local districts buys. The Promosi camp saw a landslide victory during the last district council polls in twenty nineteen amidst 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 protests against an amendment to the cease extradition bill. Apart from the twenty seven seats reserved for rural community chairman who represents indigenous villagers, all four hundred and seventy nine district council seats were elected by the public. They now they slash it now under the reform the number of publicly seated will be cut to eighty eight. The remainder of the seats will be appointed by the chief executive, while one hundred and seventy six will be produced through the elections within the district fight crime committees, district fire safety committees, and area committees of each district. This is not the first time that the Ming Pao comic series had came under attack from the government. In April, Secretary for Security Chris Tung took aims at a comic satirizing proposals to build a two a five point two million billion dollars communication system for the police force. And in January, Chief Secretary Eric Chan said a comic which illustrated whether foreign lawyers not qualified to practice locally can take part in the national security cases was biased and misleading. Of course, it's, a, it's not surprising that this government are always sitting here not allowing us to have to, They don't take what, what um, satirical is. We're being sarcastic, okay? It's satirical. It's not meant to be, it's not meant to be serious. We all know that. It's not meant to be serious. So I already know, I already know that it's not, meant to, it's not meant to actually make fun of anybody. It's just a joke. And I don't know why the government can't take, take it anyway. So this is stupid what the officials did. Hong Kong officials lead district council meeting midway after councillors tried to discuss electoral reform. Government officials prematurely exited a meeting at, of, of the Samshui Pope District Council on Tuesday, 
after counselors attempted to discuss the proposed reforms of the district level meeting, district level elections. The claim to discussion was out of the scope of the district council's remit. During the during Tuesday meeting, Vice Chairperson of the Shamsray Pole District Council, Janet M, said she would like to convey, convey concerns collected from residents over the government's proposed overhaul of the local elections, as she would not be as she would not be able to attend an upcoming consultation meeting. Last week, Hong Kong unveiled plans to cut the numbers of, of democratically elected seats at district councils to around 20%, redraw districts, and introduce national security background checks for all candidates. The move came after the pro-democracy camp won by a landslide in the previous election amidst the 2019 protests. Interrupting in speech, District Officer Paul Wong cited opinions from the, de- from the Department of Justice and said the issue in race was a citywide affair, which would be out of the scope of the District Council functions written in Section 61 of the District Council Ordinance. Wong then announced that they would not provide the Secretariat support for discussions and that government representatives will immediately leave the meeting. Echoing the, 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 the officers, Two district councilors from the pro-Beijing DAB part also left, leaving only five members at the, at the meeting. After the official departure, M told the remaining councilors that the fo- following the reform, she would be worried that the public would not know who, who was serving them, as a large proportion of seats would be directly appointed by the chief executive. M told Hong Kong Free Press on Wednesday morning that the departure of officials was expected, as they had similar reasons in the past whether they did not want to leave a written um, record at district council meetings. She added that she would not take part in the upcoming district council elections under the government's suggested reforms. Despite having served as a member of Samsung Poll Council for eight years, I think they, are no, they no longer need to listen to the public opinions, Matt said, and that they asked all future district councilors to help promote the policies, while none of the members can discuss they, what they call citywide affairs. This is an executive-like system where decisions are top-down. However, in a democratic society, district councils are hoping to push forward policies from the bombs up, not top-up. We all know that. So that they are so that they are helpful for the public. Now everything is inverted. That said, when introducing the election reform last Tuesday. The Chief Executive John Lee said the reform were meant to prevent the district council, uh, district level consultation bodies from being used as a quote, a quote, quote, a platform for advocating black rights, Hong Kong independence, and mutual destructions, end quote. We must prevent those, those who oppose China's chaos in Hong Kong from hijacking, manipulating, and paralyzing the district councils, Lee said. I don't know why he always used that same thing over and over again. Hong Kong Independence. How many district councilors there support Hong Kong Independence? You can go ahead and ask them. Do you support Hong Kong Independence? And if they say no, but if they say no, I can I can guarantee you they will say no. They can say no without even blinking their eyes. I can guarantee you that. So for you to tell me, well, Hong Kong, well, they support Hong Kong Independence. They support Hong Kong Independence. I want to ask every one of these pro democracy people. Do you support Hong Kong independence? And if they say no, <laughs> I know these these probation are up to something, something that they could be lying about. We all know that. 
The pro PG, they don't care. They don't care about anybody. That's the thing. They're, they're no longer need the public to consult them or anything. So the, they say, well, we don't want this kind of thing. I felt this just makes no sense to me. I don't know why it doesn't need, it doesn't have, rep, doesn't have good representation. And they just walk out. They want to answer. They're like, well, we don't, we're not going to answer that. They're like, I'm sorry. Those questions offended me. I'm just going to walk out. They're going to walk out like they always do. You know, they're always going to walk out. Like if they're, they're going to listen. If they're going to listen, they're going to have to stay. Or a smart person would. Now, if I was in the district council, if I was a higher-up official, I'm going to try hard to listen to them. Like, okay, I get it. It's bad, but at the same time, there needs to be you guys consulting us what's going on, why you don't like it, and then we can try to fix it. And if I told the higher officials, let's just not do that. I feel there's no point. Now to say it's in peace, we can just leave it as that. I don't know why they need to change anything whatsoever. What is the point of what the, the, what the government is doing? What is the point? It's a waste of resources of what the district council has been going through for so long. I can't gauge you how many years. But it's a pretty long time. I don't know why would that be a good idea anyway. That they're trying to do, they're trying to do it. Does it improve anything? <laughs> I don't think so. It just makes it less for anybody to know who they who the representatives. They don't even know who the representatives are. <laughs> if that happens, they don't, they are like I never heard of them. I know the, I know my, my district council that used to represent me, who's from a pro democracy camp. I don't know who those guys that that are from pro Beijing. I don't know who they are. They don't represent me at all. I guarantee you, they don't represent them. How do lawmakers unanimously vote to let city leaders? Restrict overseas lawyers from national security cases. We talk about Jamie Lies on a couple occasions, of course. Hong Kong's legislature unanimously passed a bill on Wednesday, which essentially allows the chief executive to decide whether overseas counsels can take part in the city's national security cases. <laughs> the legislative council passed the legal practitioners amendment bill in 2023 on Wednesday with no opposing votes. Of course, it's a rubber stamp now. The decision means that any overseas not qualified to practice in Hong Kong will have to go through two hurdles before they can participate in national security cases in the city. Foreign lawyers will have will first have to inform and receive permission from the chief executive before they can re- apply to be admitted for such cases. Hong Kong courts will have to request a certification from the chief executive as to whether they participate participation of the lawyer's question will involve or harm national security. Are you serious? The lawyers. They know how law works. That's why the lawyers, for goodness sake. Courts will only then be, a- the- be able to grant an application to admit an overseas lawyer if the city's leaders agrees that that there would be no issues regarding national security. The chief executive decision cannot be challenged in court. <laughs> According to the newly passed bill, the administration raised the proposal after four consecutive failed attempts to bar pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai from hiring a foreign barrister to represent him in a national security trial. Lai, who founded the now-defunct pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily, is charged under the, under the security legislation and the colonial era sedition law. His trial has since been adjourned to September this year. 
the first, the court first instance approved an ad hoc admission application from King's counsel, Timothy Owen, in October last year for Lai's case, despite objections from the government and the bar counsel. The court of appeal and the court of final appeal ruled against the government's three subsequent attempts to appeal the high court's decision last November. Following the top court defeat, Chief Executive John Lee invited Beijing to intervene, like they always do. The Senate Committee of the National People's Congress then passed a legislative interpretation on the sweeping security legislation last December. The interpretation stipulated that Hong Kong's court had to request a chief executive certification on the matter, and the city's national security committee will have to step in if the, if courts fail to do so. Following the National People's Congress Senate Committee decision, Gregory May, U.S. Consul General to Hong Kong and Macau, criticized the interpretation and said it would further undermine the independence of the judiciary system. The Department of Justice said previously that the amendments would not, would not be applied retroactively. However, the bill also allowed the court or the Secretary for Justice to seek the chief executive certification if new cir- uh, circumstances arose in the national security cases after the admissions of, of an overseas councils. The city's two lawyers group regulating Hong Kong's barristers and solicitors, the Bar Association and Law Society said previously that they b- opposed a blanket ban on overseas council. Lawmakers supporting the bill said on Wednesday that the amendment was not a blanket prohibition. Eunice Yum from the New People's Party said that the amendments will not harm the defense rights to a legal counsel or rights to a fair trial. <laughs> Pro-Beijing legislature Priscilla Lung said that the amendments showed that the cities was, to- was very tolerant and that the one country two system was a very lenient mechanism. Oh, <laughs> like I'm going to agree with that. I don't say why we do not we do not impose a blanket ban," said Low. Because foreign countries have been watching and smearing everything we do, this time the amendment is very lenient and does not include foreign counsel. That's why I think we must promote this amendment positively, especially to foreign friends in the legal sector. I'm not gonna if I was a lawyer in there, I would not be surprised if they pass that. Why? Because I expect them to do that anyway. And for them to do that without the need of anything, no surprise there. So for me, of course, when they pass the, if they they're passing this already, they already unanimously passed it with no opposing vote. So no opposing vote for anybody. So it's always yes, 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 and never no. So of course, this is not a it's not a legislative where we vote for anything that we don't like. It's voting for something that we felt we like to pass. So for me, no freedom, no, there's no rights for us to vote for anything. And we'll split, and we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Hong Kong's mo- most wider ban on insults to regional flag, making online desecration illegal. The Hong Kong government has outlined legislative amendments for enhancing the protections of the regional flag and regional emblem by outlawing desecrating behavior on the internet. The regional flag and regional emblem ordinance should be updated to bear align with the amended national flag and national emblem ordinance and national anthem ordinance. 
the Constitution and Mainland Affairs Bureau said in a document submitted to the Legislative Council this week. The authorities proposed clarifying the legislation to state that the provisions forbidding insults to the original flag or emblem will be applicable in both real life and online behavior, which is stupid. They also suggested updating the ordinance to explicitly prohibit a person from publicly or intentionally desecrating the regional flag or emblem by burning, mutilating, scrawling on, defiling, or trampling on them or their or their images, intentionally publishing and desecration of the regional flag and an emblem with an intent to insult them would also be banned. The proposed amendments will enhance the protection of the regional flag and regional emblem by clarifying that the provisions on related offenses co- cover desecrating behavior in, bo- in both real life and over the internet, the document read. The Bureau proposed setting up a provision time limit for some for summary proceedings. Ch- uh, charges may be filed within, within a year after the date on which the offense was discovered or came to the attention of the police or within two years after the date after the date to on which the offense was committed whenever it was was earlier whichever it was earlier. The document submitted to the legislature did not mention the penalty for breaching the provisions. Under under the proposed amendments, a regional flag or regional emblem must not be discarded at will. Any damages any damages regional flag or emblem should be collected at a designated points around across the 18 districts. The same spot for collecting defiled, faded, or substandard regional and emblems. The proposed amendments are set to be are set to uh, set to be st- uh, set to be discussed at the panel on on constitutional affairs meeting next Monday. Yeah, like that's gonna do. Like that's gonna change anything. The whole there's also a stipulation that's also set to be tightened, which is along here, which I'm not gonna read. The government intention of enacting laws against insulting the regional flag and emblem with those pertaining to the national flag was mentioned in the 2022 policy address delivered last October. Chief Executive John Lee said at the time that the move aimed to further preserve the dignity of the regional flag and the regional emblem as a symbol and an ensign of Hong Kong SAR. Hong Kong's past amendments to the national flag and national anthem, national emblem ordinance in September 2021 to ban the desecration of the Chinese national flags and national emblem on the internet. Fires face up to a maximum fine of $50,000 and three years behind bars. I don't know why the United, United I wonder, gee, I wonder why the United States or any other countries don't have this kind of law. I find it to be extremely, extremely ridiculous for them to actually having this kind of things. Because doing so would be problematic on freedom of expression and freedom of speech. I feel like caught, uh, banning the, 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 making those new laws, trying to tighten up even more, makes it more difficult in my opinion, in the honest truth. Of course, it could be, it's also my opinion that they should not have that. And they should not pass that ordinance. They should not pass it. Even so, the pro-democracy, they're not there anymore. They're not going to fill the bus the whole time, time. And even if they did, it would be pretty difficult. It would be pretty, pretty difficult if that happens anyway. 
because when putting those flags up, because putting those laws up, just destroys the aspect of freedom of speech. That's even that's even worse. That's even worse when that happens, you know. And I'm hoping that they don't pass this kind of law, you know, because passing those kind of laws is pretty difficult otherwise. And at the same time, who are you to blame? But why are they even doing this in the first place? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they have a better a better insight than I am. You know, I don't feel like there's reason to even allow that anyway. Of course, anybody would be would know that it's an insult to insult the flag. But at the same time, they have the right to express why they're burning the flag, or expressing why they don't want to hold a flag, or expressing why they want to trample on the flag. That's the freedom of speech. That's their own. Tr- that's the own. Uh, that's their own way to express themselves. This um, basically showing just showing um, huge amount of oppositions to the Communist Party, not to China as a whole as a country, but the Communist Party. Hong Kong newspaper suspends satirical satirical comic strip after four years following government's complaints. Hong Kong's most prominent political cartoonist have been, had has his his comic strip suspended after a satirical post was criticized by government bodies. The artist and a source with direct knowledge of the of the matters said Wednesday. Cartoonist Wong Kei Guan, who uses the nom nom de plume um, Jun Ji, has been has been published has been publishing his satirical um, takes on current affairs and public policies in the city since 1983. You believe that? Four years. Four years. And Ming Pao, a mainstream Chinese language newspaper in Hong Kong. Ming Pao could be a little bit of a mixed bag. It could be. It's hard to gauge on what they do. History panel strip published um, Tuesday showed a man telling a woman that the city's Community representative will be chosen as long as the superior finds them suitable, even if they failed all exams and health tests. The cartoon, the cartoon was done a week after the after Hong Kong announced it would drastically reduce the, the number of direct, directly elected seats in the local district councils, effectively gutting the city's last remaining democratic institutions. Wong Street was swiftly cr- condemned by Hong Kong Secretary. For home and a use of fear, Alice Mack, who called it distortive and unethical. It's a satirical strip. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Sometimes, by Wednesday, Wong told AFP that Ming Pao will no longer publish his cartoons. Cartoon is just a medium, Wong said. One should just do what he's ought to do and what we can do. A source with a direct knowledge confer- confirmed to AP that Wong's cartoons would be suspended on Sunday. It was not immediately clear if the, sus- if the suspension would be indefinite. The famed cartoonist is no stranger to criticism from the government. His previous work had drawn an ire at le- of at least five government departments, including the police and the powerful security bureau. His artwork was also once banned in Macau and Singapore for more than two decades. In recent years, political satire in Hong Kong has become vulnerable to legal risk as the, as the city's authorities reactivated the colonial era offense of sedition alongside a national security law imposed by, by, by Beijing in 2020 after massive democracy, pro-democracy protests. Ming Pao was Wong's last holdout in Hong Kong's mass media 
after after Apple Daily, the Chinese tablet founded by jail pro democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai was forced to step de- was forced to shut down in 2021. Satirical show, news show, headliner, one of my favorite shows, even though I don't understand Cantonese well, ended ended its more than three decades run on public broadcaster RTHK in 2020, following rebuke from regulators over an episode's rep- lampooning, lampooning the police. In an interview back then, Wong has told AFP jokes can be very dangerous. The powerful, the powerful try to make the masses believe there is no one else but them to follow. He said jokes can quickly pierce through all of this and nail the lies. They can drag the powerful down from their throne. So that's what that's what the government f- feared the most. <laughs> that if they use those jokes, it can be it can actually just drag them down completely. Now, of course, this is a joke. It's not going to really do much damage, of course. It, I mean, as long as the government takes these uh, the jokes well. Of course, they're not going to take a joke, so what, what would that even matter, anyway? They don't really, they don't really say that otherwise. And they don't really, they don't really change much, anyway. And even if, the, if we blame it on the newspaper... Can't really change much, really. I don't. The government still wins either way. I mean, how can you change them? You just can't change them anyway. Because they don't. They don't like to change. Even if they do, they don't want to change. Because that's what they are. They don't want to change. And if this is the, what the government do, then there's something you can. There's sometimes there's a. Time periods where you have to shut down your thing completely. It's pretty hard to even function in the city without these morons stopping you. It's tiring. It's tired. It's tiring that they're doing this. It's exhausting that they're doing this. I feel like there's no point of us doing it if they keep suppressing us. But at the same time, we have to keep moving. We have to keep carrying on. So that way, they don't even stop us. Korean NGO says Chinese officials visited office after they award rights prize to detain Hong Kong TMN activists. Three officials from the Chinese embassy in South Korea had visited the office of a Korean organization after it awarded a rights prize to detain Hong Kong TMN, crack- TMN crackdown visual activists, the NGO says. The alleged visit to the May 18th Foundation's May 18th, basically the uh, organization that founded during the time during the Guangzhou during the uh, Guangzhou Democratic Uprising, uh, foundation May 18th foundations came after it picked Chao the ex vice chairperson of the defunct Hong Kong Alliance to support Patriot Democratic Movements of China, as this as this year's winner of the Guangzhou of the Guangzhou Prize for Human Rights. The foundation confirmed the encounter with Hong Kong Free Press. On Wednesday, saying officials visit um, visit on Monday and expressed their opinions during a forty a forty minute meeting. Hong Kong Free Press sought comments from the embassy, but several calls and emails to the pub to the publicly listed contact details failed. During mon- during of course, Chow has been accused of conspiring to incite subversion together with the alliance and two of its former its former leaders. Under the Beijing Imposed National Security Law, she has been detained in custody since September 2021. 
The activist was also convicted of failing to comply with the National Security Police data request in March. During Monday's meeting, the Chinese officials said the Human Rights Award was meant, was meant for good, so it should not be given to Chow, as they claimed she was a criminal under detention in prison, a staffer from the foundation told Hong Kong Free Press. The Chinese officials also, also, uh, the Chinese officials said Chow broke the law against the Chinese government, but did not mention what criminal acts Chow allegedly committed. The staff added, "The prize organizers said it will not, it will not, yes, it will not, withdraw its decision to present the prize to the Hong Kong activists. So good choice, you guys are smart. The prize is for encouraging people, is for encouraging people to defend human rights and democracy, which is what Chow does." Hong Kong Press was told. The awards ceremony for the Human Rights Human Rights Prize is scheduled for May 18th, the anniversary of the Guangzhou Democratic Uprising, which is a historical turning point for Hong Kong for South Korea's democratic development after years of military control. And this is something that um it, it might not be successful in Hong Kong or may successful be in China. But at the same time, this shows that we, the people itself, has the strength that they can actually able to do it. That they're able to be tough enough to eat to fight against what the Communist Party does, what we call call it, very much an unnecessary thing, and causing an ultimate coup de grace. And this is something that they want to end a democratic and the dictatorial rule. That what's going on. Alright, we're going to go something... We haven't talked about COVID-19 for quite a bit because most everything went out living in a normal life. COVID-19, Sinovac vaccine to be sold in Hong Kong as Moderna approved for local use. Sinovac will start selling its Coronavac COVID-19 vaccines on the Hong Kong market this month. The Chinese firm announced on Wednesday, according to local media. Sinovac said that there were several thousand vaccines supplied to the market, and if sales were good, the supply will gradually increase. Helen Yang, the company's general manager, said they will sell the jab at an affordable price, but then the market will set a price for patients. The companies added that people in need couldn't make appointments at public health care institutions or private clinics for the, for the vaccine. Sinovac also said that they plan to cooperate with charities and donate thousands of free vaccines for children between 3 and 12. The government update is free vaccination program on April 20th. Members of the public wishing to receive boosters exceeding the three doses will need to obtain a jab privately. However, those who belong to priority groups like pregnant women and healthcare workers can still access the vaccine boosters at no cost. Another COVID, uh, COVID vaccine manufacturer, Moderna, which is I think published in the United States, said on Tuesday that that is um, bivalent vaccines targeting Omicron vari- subvariants BA.4 and BA.5 has been approved by the Department of Health for use in Hong Kong. U.S.-based Moderna added that its jab provided more choices, and supplies could soon ar- could arrive soon in the city. I personally think that Moderna 
would not be included in the government subsidy program. So the citizens would like to, would like to use modern uh, modern vaccines, modern vaccines. They would have to pay themselves. Said the chair of the scientific committees on vaccine preventable disease, Yulum Lao. Why would you just make them for free then, so people can use it for goodness' sake? Hong Kong launched its free mass vaccination programs on February 26, 2021. The government has sought 7.5 million doses from each of the three manufacturers, Sinovac, Pfizer, and, Astra- and AstraZeneca. The government approved the emergency use of Chinese-made Sinovac on February 18, 2021, with the first million doses of vaccines arriving in Hong Kong a day later. It became available to the public. On February 26, 2021, the U.S. German Pfizer, the U.S. German Pfizer BioNTech vaccine um, commodity was ordered was ordered through a Fosun Pharma, a Shanghai-based pharmaceutical company. It was approved for emergency use in January 2021, when the first 580,000 doses arrived in Hong Kong at the end of February 2021. Director of Cluster Services of the Hospital Authority. Simon Tong said at a Wednesday press conference that the numbers of COVID-19 cases are expected to remain at, to remain at a high level in the, in the coming weeks, as well as the numbers of influenza cases. That's not great. He added that the hospitalized COVID cases were nearly 30% higher than usual. They added that additional wards would be open at the Hong Kong Infection Control Center at North Lantau Hospital. Last Friday, the World Health Organization or WHO said that COVID-19 was no no longer a global health emergency. However, WHO Director Director General Tetros Adhanom Gariosis said this virus is here to stay. It's still killing and it's still changing. The risk remains a, of a new variant emerging that caused new surges in cases and deaths. Like if China could report it, if they're going to report it at all, they're not going to report it. So for you to say, well, this and that, they don't have reporting on it. So for me, it's not really a, it's not really a big shocker there. Cixi obtained a crackdown statute for national security case, quote, quote, unquote, legal, re- legal reasonable, and rational. Lisa. The seizures of a statue commemorating those killed in the Tiananmen crackdown for a case under the Beijing Post National Security Law was legal, reasonable, and rational. Hong Kong's police have, have said. Meanwhile, the artist behind the statue has said he is willing to testify in court to prove that the artwork was, is not linked to the case. <laughs> the Pillow of Shame, a statue created by Danish artist Shen Gaoshan, was seized by the National Security Police last Friday as evidence for an incitement to to subversion case. The seizures of the sculptures was conducted with a court warrant, a police spokesperson said in a statement published in the early hours of Thursday. Like any other case, to collect evidence following progress of investigation to take forward the relevant case is legal, reasonable, and rational, the, sta- the statement read. The Pope of Shame stood on the University of Hong Kong campus for 24 years before it was removed by the, by the school citing safety concerns in December 2021. The statue was reportedly stored at the Hong Kong Youth Kadori Center in Yunlong. Gao Shots all told Hong Kong Press last week 
Now he thought it was completely crazy that the sculpture was allegedly being asked to was being u- allegedly being used as evidence against pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong. In a letter to the Hong Kong government dated Wednesday, Gao Shao said he wanted an answer as to why he had not been notified about the seizures of the sculptures. Gao Shao also said he wanted a copy of a search warrant. The statue was erected before the city's handover in 1997. The artist said and that he had covered the cost of transport and installing the pillar of shame himself. Therefore, other individuals cannot be held responsible for it, the letter said. Gaoshaw said he would gladly appear in court to testify that the sculptures were set up in Hong Kong on his own initiative. The artist also said he would like an official confirmation that the sculptures would be returned to him it was no, once it's no longer considered evidence. The Pillar of Shame was among several artworks linked to the TMN crackdown that was removed from the university campuses in December 2021. The Chinese University of Hong Kong and Linan University also removed TMN monuments from the site. The organizers of the city's annual commemorations of the crackdown have also been charged under the sweeping security legislation. Like, the statues cannot be returned anyway. I'm hoping they get returned. Following the seizures of the statue, a group of Hong Kongers, group, group protesters, gathered at Times Square in, in New York with a 9 meter poster of the stat of the pillar. Hold a 9 meter, uh, meter poster of the st- pillars held a de- <laughs> and held a demonstration. Zhou Feng Shuo, who is a student activist at the team in Crackdown, is now, and is now the executive director of Human Rights in China, said so on Twitter on Tuesday. That the Hong the New the New York protest was the best response to the police seizures of the sculptures, and I'm hoping that the 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 um the artist himself, well he's gonna be appearing in court. If he does, they better get this freaking statue back to him. Otherwise, then there's no then then there's no point in holding it up anyway. It's basically holding up the statue for hostage situation. <sighs> So, great things, there's great news, or I guess i say bad news for some people. Sign-ups for gay, for gay games in Hong Kong, more than 90% below target, organizer says. Sign-ups for the upcoming gay games in Hong Kong are currently more than 90% below target. Organizer has said that the, city, the city's COVID-19 rules have previously hampered publicity efforts. However, a source familiar with the matter told Hong Kong Press that they believe leadership changes May also be impacting impacting organiza- organization efforts. The pandemic-related travel restrictions for Hong Kong made it very difficult for us to plan a- our promotional activities. So we lost valuable time last year, where we could not promote aggressively. The organizers told Hong Kong Free Press. They said they had achieved close to ten percent of the registration target for individual signups with tennis and Dragon Ball racing events, seeing seeing the most interest. Gagin's participants can sign up as individuals or corporates. The organizations did not say how many corporates sign up they had seen. Registration to take part opened last October, according to the Gagin's Facebook page. The games, which was postponed for a year due to COVID-19, will be co-hosted by Hong Kong and its Mexican city of Guadalajara from November 3rd to 11th this year. Good luck, actually. Hong Kong was initially meant to be to be the sole host of the event. However, the organizers last year, the Hong Kong and Guadalajara, would co-host the event to allow more participants to take part should Hong Kong COVID-19 restrictions remain. 
The city maintained some of the world's strictest COVID-19 rules for almost three years, with travelers having to quarantine in a hotel for up to two weeks when the restrictions were at the most stringent. The organizers said they did not have a figure for the numbers of people who had signed up for the event in Guadalajara. The nine-day-long gay games <laughs> will include a range of sporting events as well as arts and cultural programs such as concerts featuring local and international artists, exhibitions, and a festival village, according to his website. Hoping that they, they have that. I'm pretty happy for them. We begin, we begin marketing registration in February after the COVID restrictions for Hong Kong were lifted. So we will host promotional activities in Hong Kong and globally over the next few months, the organizer said. Hong Kong Press has reached out to the gay games for comments on what publicity efforts have been undertaken and what to expect in the lead up to the event. According to the Gay Games Facebook page, organizers will hold a promotional booth at a fitness event at Asia's World Expo this weekend. First held in San Francisco in 1982, the Gay Games is an inclusive sporting event seeking to bring together athletes regardless of gender, age, ability, or physical challenge. Prior to this year's Games, the event has been held in nine cities, including New York City, Amsterdam, and Paris. People who do not identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community are also welcome to join. It's so familiar with the matter said they believe the COVID-19 rules were not only the reason the event was struggling to attract participants. The person said there have been leadership changes and that some leadership, new leadership team was not familiar with running a sport, sporting event. They've never been to the gay games before, or equivalent events, they said. The organizers said they were hopeful that the combined totals of Hong Kong and Guadalajara will exceed previous gay games, as people are hungry to travel again, and that and that, that they will expect to see registrations numbers steadily increase. Well, I'm hoping that they, they will increase the votes, or in, well, not votes, sorry, increase the participants, and if they do, that's good news. We need more people. We need. They need more people. So that's a good. That's a good thing on them. So if that happens. So that's great. I expect them to, to have that increase. I expect them to have this kind of thing. You know. <laughs> and if they increase amount of their um, participants in the event, then that's a great thing that that we're hearing so far. Hong Kong security chief hits back at journalist groups over suspension of newspaper comic strip. Hong Kong security minister has hit back at local press group after it said the suspension of a long-standing political cartoon strip following repeated government complaints showed that the states could not tolerate critical voices. Are they not? Are they even? They're not. They don't even tolerate. This is the truth. They don't even tolerate any kind of opposition voice anyway. So why would they? Why would they? Act, why would they? You know, hit back at any journalist group or anybody. The decision by a local Chinese newspaper, Ming Pao, to axe a comic strip by prominent political cartoonist Zhong Ji, Wong Kei Guang, showed that the room for free speech in Hong Kong has narrowed further, the Hong Kong Journalists Association said in a statement released on Thursday. The remarks came hours after, after the mainstream newspaper announced that they would, stop, they would stop publishing Wong's work, which often includes satire on current events and government policies this Sunday. The editorial team thanked the cartoonists for witnessing the transformation of the era, with them over 
with them over the past four years, but did not give any reasons for the suspension. <laughs> Wong's comic strip have been openly criticized by government officials six times since October last year. According to Ming Pao and the Hong Kong Journalists Association, one of the earliest complaints claimed the cartoonist seriously deviated from the truth with his drawing about the city's talent attraction efforts. The illustration concern showed an advertisement on a bulletin board saying urgently seeking world-class talents, adding that those who are accepting of strict governance will be prioritized. Government took aim at Wong again on Tuesday after he mocked the small circle government committees that are set to be to hold district council elections under a proposed overhaul of the city's local level administration. The cartoons ignore facts, deceives the public, and, discrim- and is discriminatory, Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs Alex Mack claimed. Such complaints against the polo cartoonist and the suspension of his car- comic strip could intensify self-censorship in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong Journalists Association said on t- Thursday, media organization would maybe com- come worried <laughs> that their content would face severe criticism or be accused of breaching the law, backed by an abundant resources and, and public power. The SRA government had repeatedly target a mere cartoonist reflecting the reflecting that uh, reflecting that the Hong, that Hong Kong cannot tolerate critical voices, the group the press group wrote. The Ming Pao Staff Association also expressed regrets over the comic strip suspension, saying that they felt helpless about the newspaper decision to thank Wong for contributing political cartoons to Ming Pao since the nineteen eighties, saying he had used humor to com- comment on current affairs and attract readers' attentions. Aside from news reporting, a work of contributors is also part of Ming Pao's core values. A diverse society should tolerate different voices, the staff association wrote on Facebook. Of course, the government's going to have to involve with saying their thing, right? Secretary for Security Chris Tung on Thursday was asked if the, line, if the lines relating to satirical political cartoons were becoming blurrier in the light of the suspension of Wong's comment. He said the government was willing to accept criticism, but such comments must be based on the truth. Um, that's kind of hard to believe, actually. He also lashed out the Hong Kong Journalists Association statement, saying the government must speak up if someone used the media as a platform for airing misleading accusations against the authorities. You can't use misleading accusations to incite citizens to vilify the government, the minister told the press told the press at, a, at an event for showing support for the proposed revamp of district administration. The government must speak up, clarify and condemn, and give the citizens the rights to know, he added. Press freedom in Hong Kong has, came, has come under the spotlight since Beijing passed an, a national security law in June 2020 in response to a large-scale protest and unrest that began in the summer of 2019. The city ranked 140th amongst the 180th regions in the latest Press Freedom Index by Reports Without Borders released last week. Trailing behind Colombia and Cameroon, China ranked 179th, just above North Korea, which is one of the lowest ones. Of course, we expected that to happen anyway, so I don't think there's any reason for us not to say otherwise. And I gotta look up, cause there's so many, there's so many report we gotta talk. But let's go on something that we can, you know, focus on. All right, we're gonna focus on two reports then, I guess.
Books by satirical cartoonist Jung Ji disappeared from Hong Kong's public libraries after Paper Axis comic. Books by satirical cartoonist Jung Ji had disappeared from Hong Kong's public library listings after his comic strip was axed by a newspaper Ming Pao on Wednesday, following criticism from an official. A search by Hong Kong Free Press, including for Jung Ji's real name Wong K. Kwan, skewed no uh, results on the public library's official website on Friday. Ming Pao reported on Friday that they received screenshots from a reader showing that there were originally 21 results for Jumji on the website Wednesday. However, by Thursday, the listing has disappeared and there ha- there were gaps on on the on library shelves where the books once sat. Titles including books, record books, recordings, and videos, while 10 items were authorized by Jumji, but included and but included his illustrations. Hong Kong Free Press noted that there that that five items or storybooks published by the Center for, si- for Sign Linguistics and Deaf Studies for Teaching Grammars. Jim G. Tong Coffee Press in an interview that it was until Thursday he knew his books had been placed on shelves before and the, and the books had been removed. Free speech and publications have encountered a rapid contraction in short terms, but they can also be adjusted at any time. They are now, be- they are now in an unsu- unstable state, Jim G. told Hong Kong Free Press on Friday. In response to the removal of books for deaf children, he said books that are in the public interest, which included illustrations, were not, al- were not were also not allowed. It shows carelessness under the bureaucratic system. When approached by the, by the Hong Kong Press for comments, the leisure the leisure and cultural service department said pub- Hong Kong public libraries will periodically review and remove books that do not comply with the development of the collections. Books that are suspected to potentially violate national security or Hong Kong laws will be immediately removed for review. Jumji's 40-year-old strip has been faced criticism from several several times by different government departments in the past. <laughs> On Tuesday, his his strip was strictly condemned by Hong Kong Secretary for Homes and Youth Affairs, Ellis Mack, who calls it distortive and unethical. Ming Pao decided to suspend satirical comic strip on Wednesday following the complaint. The three-panel strip showed a woman saw a man telling a woman that the city's district representatives will be chosen as long as the superior find them suitable, even if they failed health tests and exams. On Thursday, Hong Kong's security minister hits back at a local press group, which has said the move showed the city could not tolerate critical voices. When asked about the incident about by the press on Friday, Chief Executive John Lee said that the city's press freedom was protected in the basic law. However, I'm opposed to any false, biased, dis- uh, defamatory, or misleading information. If any books or publications first offend laws in Hong Kong, we will definitely not lend them out, he said of, of the library's refusal. Secondly, we will comprehensively review whether they are suitable for the public to read, including what, uh, including what I just mentioned, such as whether they violate obscene and indecent articles or in this or whether they promote a sense of moral wrongdoing. We have a responsibility to review these things. Hong Kong Press reported report in 2021 that the Hong Kong Public Libraries, over the preceding 12 years, have removed 29 of 149 books about the team and crackdown from the shelves, a total of 263 individual titles. Jung Ji's last comic is set to be published on by Ming Pao on Saturday. I don't know what is the point of removing them anyway. I found them to be very, very dumb. I found them to be very ridiculous that they're removing this anyway. Because removing them makes it more difficult anyway. One final report for today. 
claims that district council is a link to Hong Kong's democratic progressions and inter- misinterpret basic law, official says. To claim that Hong Kong district council reforms are related to the state's democratic progressions are a complete misinterpretation of the state's mini-constitution, a top government official told the Legislative Council on Friday morning. Under the government's proposed changes, democratically elected seats at district councils will be slashed to around 20%, whilst constituent seats will be withdrawn and candidates will face national security background checks. About 40% of the seats will be directly chosen by the chief executive. Speaking at the first legislative panel discussion about the government's plan to, plans to revamp the local election, the Secretary for Constitution and Mainland Affairs, Eric Dung, said the basic law did not lay out how the district council should be formed, and it only states that the chief executive and the legislative council should be elected. But it doesn't mean that the district council should not be elected. The official said it meant that it was not necessary for the local administrative bodies to be generated by elections or universal suffrage. Therefore, any talks about elements of democracy or talks about linking district councils to special administrative regions' democratic progressions are complete misinterpretations of the original intentions of the, of the basic law, muttering up different cons- concepts, Zhang added. During Friday meeting, Eric Kwok, Aaron Kwok, a, a lawmaker from the pro-Beijing Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions, said there are voices inside claims the proposed restoration of appointed seats suggesting we do not, we do not trust in the public. The legislature went on and said that, of course we know that this is a misleading and wrong concept. Addressing Kwok's speech, Tang said the main purpose of the electoral reform was to introduce good governance, and that everybody knows good governance is not directly or necessarily related to, to direct election. But do not. Meanwhile, the official said that a certain amount of seats under the proposed changes will remain democratically elected. It demonstrates that we still believe that people's choices are necessary. Tan said the proposed overhaul was to prevent a repeat of the past experience when immoral politicians were chanting empty slogans, politicizing, politicizing different issues, inciting and instigating the public to secure council seats. The local elections overhaul came after pro-democracy candidates won by a landslide during last polls amidst the 2019 protests. Certain district councils have told Hong Kong Press that they, have, they, that they felt the reform would destroy the final bastions of democracy or go against the original intentions for district councils to bring forth bottoms-up policy. Both Kwok and another lawmaker, Tommy Chung, suggested, suggested renaming district councils during the meeting. Kwok said the government should use the old colonial name, the old colonial name, district boards, to show that they will be going back to their founding mission. Chung said their Chinese name should be changed to Regional District Advisory Council. I don't want to be dumb. But their suggestion was turned down by Zhang, who said the district council was already deep-rooted in people's hearts. Why do they think it's a good idea to change it anyway? Who thought this was a good idea? Oh yeah, pro-Beijing, they thought it was a good idea to pass this kind of thing anyway. So I feel, feel like there's no representation whatsoever, if you think so. If you think it's a representation, you'd be wrong. And uh, what do you think? Should they change or should they not change the name? You guys can debate on that. Thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Also, next week, we have a leadership retreat, which I'll be there at as well. And thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cow, my radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. <laughs>
Thank you.